0: The First Tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org.
3: Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply. will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
4: Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let you into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf. Featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen. And save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into golf, helping golfers holiday dreams come true since 1971.
3: Golf closed out the decade with a year to remember in 2019, and this year is poised to kick off the century's roaring 20s in the world of golf. Tiger won his fifth green jacket and 15th major championship. He tied Sam Snead with his 82nd PGA Tour win at the Zozo Championship, then captained the President's Cup team to a win while going 3-0 in his personal dominance. Yes, Tiger is back and health-willing 2020 should be another record-setting year for the 44-year-old. Brooks Kepka looks to continue major dominance. Rory is playing some of the best golf ever and seems poised to break a five-year major drought. Justin Thomas and John Romer and Fuego New Guys, Young Guys, Old Guys, Phil Turns 50, Ryder Cup Year, Olympics, New World Handicap System, as my buddy Craig Bowlerjack would say, buckle up, 2020 golf is gonna roar. And we'll be with you every step of the way as Real Golf Radio enters 2020, in our 20s as well, having just completed 20 years of talking golf with you. Thanks for joining us, and remember, give us a follow on Twitter at Real Golf or social at uh, Real Golf Radio, and we welcome you in to show number one of the new year. I'm Brian Taylor, alongside Bob Casper, son of the legend Billy Casper, and parts. Here we go again. This is going to be fun.
2: Yeah, it should be an exciting year. You know, we we started off with uh, with a major, two of two of my favorite events. You know, with a major at at Augusta National. Um, and, uh, and then we've, and then we've got, it's a Ryder cup year, uh, later in, later in the season after the tour championship. So things should be really exciting through this whole process and, uh, everybody qualifying for Ryder cup, you know, we've got qualifying for the, for the Olympics. It's, it's going to be a phenomenal year this year.
3: Yeah. I can't wait to see what the big names do what the up and comers, all of this colliding. We, we hoped for this. For many, many years, it started certainly last year, 2019, as I just rode through some of the things that happened. It was one of those great years in the game of golf, and -hmm. I expect 2020 to match or exceed that. And I know that's a lot of expectations and hype, but it seems like it's all teed up just for that when you talk about the big names and some of these up-and-comers all led into some great major venues, Olympics throwing in there, and then, of course, a Ryder Cup year, as you mentioned. It's hard to get any better than that.
2: Yeah, and what else can you expect for a new decade in in golf and 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 that kind of thing? So, it's it's gonna. I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to see how guys make their way into the Masters and all the majors, and then uh, and then get themselves into into those big events. We'll talk about it coming up next. What do we expect? What can you expect? What are you excited
3: for in 2020 in the world of golf? We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the t box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents
1: are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicklaus agrees.
6: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent.
1: A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association
3: of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Schauffele, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now, Chrome Soft X is available with triple-track technology for improved alignment. Get the
2: ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be.
3: The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple
2: about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
3: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Sure, nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
5: Now back to Real Golf Radio with
3: Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. You know we're excited for 2020. You know who else is excited for this year? Mm. Callaway Golf. They got the mm. new Maverick Driver coming out this month. Distance that defies convention. You know, I love the fact that these engineers continue to come up with more and more ways for you to enjoy hitting bombs, as Phil Mickelson would say. Uh, Check out uh, CallawayGolf.com. The new Maverick Driver comes out this month in January of 2020, and uh, we'll be bringing you the insights as uh, we get them, and hopefully... Uh, You'll be first to hear about it right here, and I think we'll give you a chance to win one of those new Maverick drivers from Callaway. I can't wait to get my hands on it, test it out myself. absolutely bombed my epic flashes last year, so uh, anxious to see what happens. And, again, thanks to Callaway Golf. We're uh, very pleased and honored to have them on as as a sponsor, again, for 2020 here on Real Golf Radio. So look uh, for more uh, coming from Callaway Golf very, very soon on the new Maverick driver. Well, we thank you for joining us. Brian and Bob with you. Here on the show, looking forward to this year in golf that is 2020. And I'll tell you, I I wish we, you know, they always say hindsight's 2020, Bob. I I wish we had a little bit more of that foresight of 2020. All I can tell you is I I can't see a scenario where this doesn't doesn't end up becoming one of the great years in golf. I, I look back at 2000 and what Tiger did. You look at 2010 was a great year. 2020 has to be one of those years in the game of golf and i i guess for for me you know you start looking at some of the players the big thing i'm looking at obviously is tiger woods i mean it's hard not to start there with what he did uh, last year and uh, mm-hmm. the chance to dump to 83 become the winningest all time player on the PGA tour. I mean, that that's historic. It's what tiger woods is all about. It's what he set out to do back in 1996 and probably set out well before then. And he has had an amazing career, an amazing comeback. One. I never thought we would see, but certainly it is on. And the ease in which he is playing golf right now makes me think he could win. I I, I joked about 10 times, right. At the end of last year, he's not going to win 10 times, but it would not surprise me if he wins Four or five times, to be honest, I'm being serious. I think he could win four or five events out there with the way he's playing right now.
2: Well, you know, it's it's fun to see him swing and see him swing almost effortlessly. He's not he's not trying to contrive things at all. He's not trying to set the club in any positions. Um, He's he's got adequate length. He's he's not only hitting the the ball well off the tee. Um, hitting, hitting a lot of fairways, but his ball striking, you know, his iron play is what we always remark about. And, you know, he's getting the ball to pin high when he misses greens, his short game is nice and he, and he putted extremely well when we saw him last at the presence cup. So all those things lead together to, to, you know, bring tiger to a a great um, hopefully a great year in, in 2020. And, you know, I was just looking at some of his stats his scoring average right now, with, with one event, which he won, the Zozo Championship, his scoring average right now is 65.744. Yeah, well,
3: it's not likely to stay there, for sure. <laughs> I don't think it'll stay there, but
2: could this be another scoring year where he's, where, where he's in, in the 67 range, like he was for so many years on the PGA Tour?
3: Well, yeah, the answer is yes. You know he's going to play limited events. He's going to continue to play the golf courses where he's comfortable. And and to your point, Bob, we watched Tiger play even before the serious back injury. Okay. We saw him playing swing for a long time. Yes. Yes. You know, whether it was switching from Butch to Hank or from Hank to Foley or from Foley to forget the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's. It seemed like he was playing swing. Let me let me do it this way. Okay, I'm I'm a little bored. I, I've been dominating with left to right. Let me go right to left. Uh, let me let me hit it a little <laughs> higher. Let me hit it a little further. Um, you know what? Forget all you swing coaches. I'm doing it on my own. Ah oh, crap! My back hurts. Uh, my knees out again. I got a, I got a neck issue. You know, on and on and on. Well, now I got to try to change things again to be able to swing. That'll in a way that'll allow my body. Well, that didn't work. Now I'm having my back fused. Up. This might be the end. No, I found a way to actually swing again. Holy cow, I found some power again. Oh my gosh, I'm hitting it better than I ever have. And 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 now instead of going from chipping yips at the Phoenix Open and not being able to make a putt and switching around putters, the old Cameron's back in place, the old Tiger confidence is back in place. And I think that's the biggest thing. He's got that confidence. You saw the walk-off putt. I mean, shaking hands with you know at, at the end of the Presidents Cup match, it, it yeah. was that thing was over. Abe was Abe. Abe knew what was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. Tiger was going to make that putt, and that's the difference. He's doing what he knows he can do. He's not having to think about it. All he's doing is going back into his his mental game, which has always been better than everybody else in the game of golf. And so, for all of those reasons. You're gonna see, I think, Tiger Woods have another one of those crazy good years. And yeah, his scoring average, it's not gonna say it's sixty-five, but it it's gonna be right up there and and he's gonna win. He's gonna win multiple times.
2: Oh, I agree. I think he will win multiple times. It would be fun to see him win another major this year. Um, I'm you know, my over-under, I would say probably three events this year. And if he does that, you, you know, um, it's gonna be it's going to be wonderful. It seems like you know, at, at as we get into this new decade, all the worlds are colliding. We've got the young guys. We've got all the guys that are in the in the top ten in the world right now: Brooks Kepkas and Rory McElroy's. We've got the young guys, uh, Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolf, and and um, and then you know we've have everything setting up on the schedule of the PGA Tour with the majors and with uh, the the Olympics, uh, with the Ryder Cup. Um, it's it just everything seems to me. Like you, like we talked about, to uh to be a pinnacle year for the PGA Tour and for golf.
3: No doubt about it. Uh, and and again, I you talk about Augusta, he's got a great chance there. You talk about uh-huh. uh, Harding Park, he's won there before. Wingfoot is an interesting one because he missed his. I think it was the first major he missed a cut in as a professional. His dad had just passed away. It was not uh it was not a good memory for him, but. Wingfoot is absolutely a golf course. Tiger should play well with his ball striking the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. He should and his putting. Tiger should do very well. And if you think about Phil Mickelson won a little, um, uh, I guess uh, vengeance or revenge or uh, to avenge whatever word you want to use, what he did in two thousand and six, I think Tiger even more so wants to rewrite history and and pick one up there at Wingfoot. And and then, you know, Royal St. George's, I I don't know. That one's a crapshoot to me. But the the first three, I think Tiger's got a legitimate chance. Fits his game and and uh and we'll see how it plays. Okay, let's let's shift from, from Tiger. Here's another one I gotta throw out. A couple of names here, Bob. Uh Jordan Spieth, Rory McElroy. I, I know, I know Rory is certainly more of the talk than Jordan, but Jordan remember he went three straight years winning at least three events and now he's gone two consecutive years without winning on the PGA tour. Very, very surprising. I still think Jordan Spieth has too much game to be able to just, to just be done. Right. He He's coming back at some point and he's going, he's going to be great again. The putter's back. Can he get the rest of the game back, including putting himself in position off the tee because he's just been absolutely horrendous off the tee.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he has. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. Uh yes, he does have a huge amount of talent. Yes, he did rock the the golf world in two thousand fifteen with with two majors that year, the Masters in the US Open and having a chance to compete and you know, uh almost win the career the the Grand Slam at that time. Now he's now he's poised to have an opportunity to win the career Grand Slam and he needs to do it at Harding Park if he's um, you know, that's the one he has left at the PGA championship. You talked about Rory. Well, Rory's the first one of the year, which is the masters. So, um, you know, Jordan Speeth, uh, I think the last two years have been a struggle for him definitely, but I think Jordan Spieth is going to write the ship. And I think Jordan Speeth's going to come around. He's too good with his short game and with his putter for that not to happen. And then, uh, you know Rory McIlroy. Of course, we've seen him play some great golf and some great golf last year. He Got three wins, but but not a major. Can he can he come out the beginning of the year and get that one done in April to uh, to achieve that career Grand Slam?
3: Yeah, that's a, that monkey's going to be there for sure. That that's something that's tough, and you have more time. Uh, to think about that one because you, your majors finish up in July and now you've got from July to April to think about that next major. Right. And so it's a tough one. And knowing that that's the one you need for the career grand slam to know what that means in the history of the game. uh, All of those things is important. Let me just mention this for Jordan second, Bob in strokes game putting last year. Mm -hmm. Second. I mean, he was not putting well and he went and he fixed it. But 176 strokes gained off the tee. 145th strokes gained approach the green. 35th around the green. So short games there. Putting is is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, but strokes gain total, even with that average of second, still 59th in strokes gain total. So clearly it's about getting off the tee, getting yourself in position so that you can put a shot into the green. Once he can do that and get on that autopilot again, he's been playing a little swing, right? Yep. Like till we talked yep. about with tiger. So if he can put that on some autopilot, the, the putting is there, the talent is there. Certainly the mental game is there for what he's been able to do. And, uh, and I hope we have some more, go get that type moments. Out of Jordan Speed. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk about this, these stories, and more. Jeff Babino joins us coming up next with his thoughts. Looking forward to 2020. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio.
2: Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. That will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you.
3: Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy
4: Whether you're a casual golfer or an avid golfer, let You Into Golf help you fill your wish list with the season's best deals in golf, featuring special holiday offers from Titleist. Save on Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, and AVX golf balls for only $39.99 a dozen, and save $30 on Titleist Vokey SM7 wedges for only $119.99. And while you're there, register to win free golf balls for a year. You into Golf offers an exclusive 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You into Golf, helping golfers' holiday dreams come true since 1971.
5: Now, back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real. Here's Brian and Bob. All
3: right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much for joining us here in 2020 as we look forward to this year in golf. Of course, the winners are kicking things off at Kapalua in Hawaii. We'll uh, look to... Talk more about that coming up in the in next week and then a full field event at the Sony in Hawaii before coming back to the West Coast. And, hey, we're off and running. Uh, should be exciting stuff. But uh, talk more about that. Our good friend Jeff Babino, kind enough to join us right now. You can catch him on Morning Read and other places, social media and the like. Jeff joins us right now. Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Congrats to you guys on your 21st year. It's a pretty nice run. Yeah, thank you very much, and happy new year. It's it's uh, it's amazing. We, we talked about coming into the open, the Roaring Twenties. Uh, I mean, obviously, I wasn't around a hundred years ago when that actually uh, took on its name. But you know, you go back and read through uh, the the history of the Roaring Twenties and kind of shook things up a little bit. And that's kind of where we're I think we're headed here for this hundred years later, a century later. We've got you know Tiger, you know, back on the hunt for fifteen, you know, chasing eighteen majors. He's looking for eighty three PGA Tour wins. There's it's a Ryder Cup. Year Olympics, boy, there's a lot of good stuff going on this year in 2020.
6: Yeah, it's packed, and now with the condensed schedule, you get it all quicker too, right? So there's a lot to pack in 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 the next what eight months. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you know, you you mentioned the Olympics. You, you kind of have those on the back burner a little bit, but I see players already talking about that. How important that's going to be. Uh, you know, Tigers in that mix to make that the U.S. Olympic team, and that was the the thought. You know, years ago when they were getting back in the Olympics, I think they were imagining Tiger in there, and then we figured he never would get there. So it's uh it's some really cool stuff on
2: tap. You know, and with his age, just turning forty four um this last week, you know, it's this is this is kind of his swan song. This is the opportunity for him to make it or or the best or the only opportunity that he's gonna have to make it.
6: It probably is, and uh and, and you know what? When you're Tiger Woods, how many things can you do that are new? Like the whole experience of being captain on the President's Cup team, you might not think that's a big deal, but to him it was a big deal because it was new, right? It's different than being a playing captain. He he took a big charge out of taking that role on and doing it successfully. So uh, you can bet, I mean, that world stage, I mean, there's no more world player than Tiger Woods. So when that uh, event goes off in Tokyo, you can bet Tiger wants to be there, and that's good for us because we're probably going to see him more in 2020 than we did – Last year,
3: yeah, I think that begs the question, Jeff: Is uh, the expectations for Tiger are they realistic? Are they fair? I mean, this is going to be off the charts. It's it's Tiger mania all over again. I mean, I, I tease about going back a century to the t- roaring twenties, but you go back a decade or two ago, really, to the two thousands, turn of the century, twenty years ago, and it was it was Tiger Woods and everyone else. It, it's not quite that because a lot of these players grew up watching Tiger and are emulating some of the things he's done, and they're exciting players. there's a, a huge huge parity, a depth of field, if you will. But still, the, the the Tiger, the excitement around Tiger Woods coming into 2020 is is as high as I can remember.
6: Yeah, I mean, there there are high expectations and he's lived in that fishbowl forever, right? I mean, that, when have they ever been realistic, really? I mean, it's golf and you lose a lot more than you ever win. But here's a guy who ran off, you know, what, seven of 11 majors, I think, at, at one point in his career. And and, and now we're talking about him chasing Jack again. We didn't think that would ever be a conversation, but he has 15, he has three to catch Jack, and, you know, how do you put that past him? I mean, it's certainly a possibility. It's, it's very difficult, but it's certainly a possibility. So, yeah, I mean, it's all a matter of him kind of getting himself in that Sunday mix at a major, and when he does that, I, who's more comfortable in the heat than he is? So he's got such an advantage on Sunday afternoon, at a major it's just a matter of him playing frequently enough and being healthy enough and having his game in a place where he gets himself in that position on a uh, late sunday afternoon
2: so uh, of course we know the major schedule for this year augusta national in april um may we're looking at harding park for the pga championship uh june is the us open at wingfoot and then royal st georges in in july um and then you know, and then we bounce right into the Olympics, and the, and then into the the Ryder Cup, as we've been talking about. um, um oh, or, the playoffs, the in there, what's that? The playoffs jump in there. Before oh yeah, the, the playoffs yeah. jump yeah. in there, and yeah. then the Ryder Cup a month after the playoffs. It's it's going to be a it's going to like you said a, a compacted season. But um, you know, Harding Park I think is a great a great venue for Tiger. I think uh, Wingfoot is probably a great venue for Tiger, and and of course Augusta National.
6: Well, you know, always Augusta National with his experience around that place. It's funny; a lot of people thought that would be his his least likely place to win a major last year. I mean, I still think it's his best. Uh, I mean, experience is such a huge deal there. Where to miss it? Uh, different shots you play. So you know, the 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 library he has in his head at that one venue is just incredible. Um, and you think of Tiger in 06 in in Wingfoot when he missed the cut. He had just lost his dad. That was the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, he had just lost his dad, and uh, we weren't used to seeing him miss any kind of cuts. So that was a huge deal. And, and those are the type of things that kind of sit back in the recess of his mind. And, and you know, it's a, probably a place he wants to take a little toll of revenge on, right? I mean, so getting back to Wingfoot and, and Royal St. George's is a place that I think is going to lend itself to experience. Uh, you know, that's kind of the, the major I think everybody can jump in and get in the mix. You know, we saw Darren Clark win one when we thought he was past his best days. Uh, ben Curtis won there in 03. So it's, uh, it's an interesting mix of majors this year for sure. And, but, I mean, I think Tiger's probably his best shot is right out of the gate. And if he were to get another uh, Masters, it ramps up the conversation and it just gives him all kinds of momentum.
3: Yeah, there'll be six green jackets uh, along with a guy named Nicholas uh, who did the same there at Augusta National. Jeff Babino joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Looking forward to this year in golf of 2020. So we could talk all day on Tiger Woods, and we'll spend plenty of time, no doubt about it. In fact, it's kind of funny. In the 20 years we've done, done the show, there's been years where – We've been criticized for talking about too, too much about Tiger, and there's been years uh, recently where we've been, uh, I guess, chastised for not talking enough about Tiger. It's one of those sort of polarizing subjects for sure. But let, let's shift our, our focus a little bit because, as I mentioned, there are a lot of other players to watch and, and some that are really, really exciting. I think the two hottest players right now on the planet have to be Justin Thomas and John Rahm. I mean, these guys are coming off uh, you know, some, some terrific performances of the last season. Uh, both these guys are going to be in the Ryder Cup later this year. What's your thought on those two players, and, and would you agree with that assessment that they're the two hottest, or would you argue Rory McIlroy should be in that conversation?
6: Well, I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd argue that Rory would be in there. I mean, he didn't get a major last year, but he, he kind of got past the hurdle for him in being really consistent. Uh, he was there all the time. He didn't play his best at the, at the biggest event, so that's his next step. But he wanted to see more consistency in his game, and, and he saw that. You know, he, he racked up the top tens. He had three great wins, uh, player of the year honors, even though I, I thought uh, Kepco was really the player of the year. But I agree with you. I think uh, big things ahead for Justin Thomas and John Rahm. Uh, I think Rahm's going to be a good guy at Augusta. Uh, and I think Justin Thomas is ready to win another major real soon. People forget he kind of got hurt last year, uh, middle portion of the year, Justin Thomas, and came back so strong. Uh, I, I like him a lot, and he got out of the gates nice at Kapalua. I, I mean, I think he's going to have a big year.
2: There's no doubt. Uh, Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I was going to say, um, you know, you, you you spoke a little bit about Rory McIlroy there. Um, you know, Rory has been a guy that has had uh, kind of the ups and downs. He's been kind of on the roller coaster and, uh, and last year was a year that, that he really, he really played some great golf. My opinion, he needs to, he needs to duplicate that over multiple years. And, and, and I, I expect Rory to play well again this year.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to, I mean, outside of not winning a major, the other, everything else he did last year was really incredible. Uh, so consistent. Uh, he was just there all the time. You know, he, he puts a, I think. With him now with the majors, having not won one since the 14 PGA, I think it's a mental deal to get through. You know, obviously he's he's trying to climb and, and finish that career slam at Augusta. He's got that in his head. Uh, that's something to overcome. You know, and just go out there and play golf. And uh, and getting that, you know, he's got to tick off that fifth major and kind of get rolling again because that's an awful long time uh, and a big void for him to be without a major when, he, when he's a world talent, you know, arguably, you know, you take these guys, you take a Dustin Johnson and even Tiger or Kepka and Rory. And when everything is on with these guys, who's the best guy? And, and I think you can make an argument that it might be Rory. So he, he's really got to get past that major hurdle and, and get on a roll here.
3: Phil Mickelson turns 50 this year. Are we going to see a win out of Phil on the regular tour and the tour of champions this year?
6: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if Phil's really unveiled his plans for the Senior Tour. Uh, it's interesting. I I ran into Jim Furyk at the Father Son. He turns fifty this year, and and you would think the Champions Tour, PGA Tour Champions, is just custom made for Jim Furyk. You know the way he wedges it. He's a good putter. Uh, but he still want, these guys want to compete with the younger guys as long as they can. So uh, I think Phil's you know Phil's not real. I can't see him being real eager to get out there and, and compete against those older guys when in his mind he thinks he still should be competing with the with the younger ones. So I think he's going to give that a go as long as he can. You know, he had the nice start last year and then really fizzled after that. So I, I think you know he looks at, at 50, he's in great physical shape, but I think
3: he looks at this season uh, as one that he's got a lot to prove. Younger players, yep. bigger purses. <laughs> that's that's what's the attraction yeah. of the PGA <laughs> yeah. Tour right there. Huh? <laughs> no doubt about they
6: it. They have that thing, they have that thing called a cut, though. Unfortunately, right, but yeah. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right.
2: There's that. No, no, no cuts on the PGA Tour champions. Um, Brooks Kepka is kind of the big misnomer now. He's the guy that's that's been hurt. He said he's, he said he's been going through rehab and, and that kind of thing on his on his knee. Uh, thoughts about Brooks and what what you think we can expect to see from him. Yeah,
6: I, I think he's just being smart. I mean, I think he's being smart about his injury and not rushing it back. He, you know, he could have come back for the President's Cup and, and traveled all the way to Australia and done that. But I think he's been smart about it. And, you know, there is something inside this guy at the majors that other guys just don't possess because he keeps putting himself there. There's, you know, he should have a lot more respect, I think, than he, than he has. He's got the... Uh, he's played in 24 majors and been in the top 10 in half of them and won four of them. So, you know, he's up there with four. I mean, he's right there with Rory with four major wins and, and he's obviously got something in his head that when he gets to those things, he just has that little bit extra that he feels he should be there. He feels he's, he's tough to beat at those biggest stages. And, and that's something that's kind of magical. It's it's been unreal to watch him do this run he's
3: been on at the majors. It's been a
6: lot of fun. And, I don't see it stopping anytime soon.
3: All right, Jeff, before we let you go, we've talked about a lot of the big names. Who are the names that you kind of have uh, in, the, in your back pocket that you expect to have a year that maybe people aren't focusing on?
6: Well, I mean, I think a guy that's ready to step out on a world stage is uh, Xander I mean I think that kid, you know, watching him perform at the President's Cup, and, you know, you look now, he's at the Tournament of Champions, and it's the third year he's been there. We, we didn't even know who this kid was when he won the uh, tour championship just a couple of years ago. And he didn't have the, uh, you know, he didn't come up like a Jordan Spieth or, uh, you know, Justin Thomas, you know, winning at every level and huge on the junior circuit, and college circuit. He's a bit of an unknown. Uh, so I, I think he's going to step up. I, I could see, uh, you know, Tommy Fleetwood, maybe putting his nose in there to get a major sometime soon. Or he, he seems like a guy that's got the, uh, the knack to go low anywhere and put it together. And it's such a really solid ball striker, a really good player. Uh, so, I mean, if there's a couple guys kind of a little bit in the curtains, even though they're, you know, the top 10 in the world, but we want to, we focus on the Kepkas and, and Tigers and DJs. And, uh, I, I think those two guys are, are good candidates to kind of step out and do something really big.
3: I love it, and uh, we're going to have a lot of big events, as we mentioned already, but none bigger than September 25th through the 27th at Whistling Straits. I just absolutely love a Ryder Cup, and uh, tell you what, Team USA, they just snuck out a win against the international team. They're going to face a tougher test against Team Europe, where they're coming off of a 17.5 to 10.5 drumming over there in France, so uh, I, I that's one I'm looking forward to. You can always look at the majors as well, whether it's Europeans winning or Americans or otherwise, but... Uh, maybe a precursor somewhat to the to Ryder Cup, but man, it's it's always a fun event. It's, it's just unbelievable how the excitement can build around such a, uh, a an event that only happens every couple of years.
6: Yeah, it's, and it's unreal how the U.S. team, they do it every year, right? They're, they're at a team event, and the difference between the U.S. at the President's Cup and the U.S. at the Ryder Cup, uh, you know, they figured it out at Hazel Team, but I still think there's this uh, huge anchor over their heads when they're at the Ryder Cup. It's almost waiting for something to go wrong because these Europeans just somehow come together and, and become incredible teams uh, at these events. So, I mean, I, I think that's going to be just an awesome way to to cap the year. The Ryder Cup of Whistling Straits, uh, it is a place where it's a good spot for bombers that could help the U.S. I thought they were handcuffed a little bit in uh, in Paris, but – I think that's going to be an awesome event because Europe, you know, you just never know what you do know what they're going to bring. I mean, they just, they bring it all at the Ryder cup and, that makes it such a cool event.
3: Yeah. Somehow, the, the even though they play every year, the Ryder Cup is the Super Bowl, and the Presidents Cup is the Pro Bowl. It just somehow. It just. I mean, <laughs> even though the players are popular and it's fun and you, it's your team, I mean, it just seems to take on a different level of intensity for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, well, so I'm for sure, for yeah.
6: There's history there. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, give it to those guys. We just had a great Presidents Cup. Sure. But yeah, yeah no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. There's history there. It's that. That's the. Uh, what the granddaddy of Ma, right? them all right haven't just
3: watched the rose bowl that's the, that's the biggie oh don't rub the rose bowl in my face it was a tough year for yeah. you fans <laughs> it was so close and then it just all unraveled at the end but anyway hey jeff thanks for your time man i appreciate it looking forward to this year in 2020 and uh seeing you out at augusta again but uh hopefully catch up with you uh, many times between now and then great work at morning read and i uh, always appreciate you t- your time here and your insights uh, appreciate it, guys. Have a great New Year! Yeah, you too as well, Jeff Babino, uh, one of the greats uh, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, but we'll take a short break. Show continues next. Callaway's new Apex irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit callawaygolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf.
0: At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks.
1: Oh, you dropped this.
0: Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org.
3: Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the
6: proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro-positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin.
3: Order Jaws
4: today at CallawayGolf.com.
2: Your hands with the grip They form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip.
1: For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip.
3: What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com.
4: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
5: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first
0: grade. you started it.
5: That's
3: real golf radio. Welcome back to the show. Thanks to Jeff Babineau, who spent some time with us in the last segment. Always appreciate and love talking golf with that guy. It's definitely one of the best. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Odyssey. When it comes to major championships, WGC events, and uh, major tours worldwide, more players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com, the number one putter in golf. And we thank you for joining us uh, here in our 21st year of hosting Real Golf Radio. Unbelievable stuff. Pleased to be alongside Bob Casper, son of that legendary golfer Billy Casper, who won 51 times on the PGA Tour, three major championships, including the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, where they will be hosting the U.S. Open again June 18th through the 21st. Certainly a terrific venue. Here's what the major championship schedule looks like. Of course, the Masters is at Augusta National, April 9th through the 12th. It's always the first full week of April, in case you didn't figure that out already. The PGA Championship, again, jumping ahead into its new spot as the second major of the year. will be played out in San Francisco, TPC Harding Park, May 14th through the 17th. And then the aforementioned Winged Foot hosting the U.S. Open June 18th through the 21st and then Royal St. George's hosting the Open Championship July 16th through the 19th. So you have a full four weeks between each major championship, and then you're going to have a week off between the Open and the Olympics, which will take place July 30th through August 2nd, and then the Wyndham Championship will be played the following week, or players could take that week off because the playoffs begin the Correct. following week. So that that's kind of how the major sets out. Let, let's go back to the wing foot in the U S open. Bob, if you think back to 2006, the last time it was held there, it was one of the most interesting. First of all, tiger misses the cup. That was unexpected. Although his father mm-hmm. had just passed away. Phil Mickelson goes all over the fricking lot. I think he hit it over to Westchester and back off the, uh, on that off 18th hole. Yeah. yeah. And you had Colin Montgomery, who blew it a chance to win. And at the end of it, Jeff Ogilvy, who we were sitting in the locker room with watching that all unfold at the end and watching mm-hmm. his face. That was pretty cool stuff. Uh, ends up being the champion there at Wingfoot. What's your, give us your analysis as knowing your dad won there in 1959. What is it about that golf course that always seems to provide such great drama and challenge for these players?
2: Well, one of the things about, um, the eastern part of the United States and the golf courses there is is they are old school. They're they're uh, more traditional type parkland golf courses. They're they're tree lined, um, and this golf course especially will have um, a lot of a lot of difficulty as far as keeping the ball in the fairway. It's more of an old school type U.S. Open setup. Um, It'll be tough to keep the ball in the fairway. It, um, it, it'll be tough to advance the ball once it gets out of the fairway, and then you've got the greens. The green slope um, from back towards the front. So, um, controlling your golf ball, getting it to pin high, uh, keeping it under the hole. Those are the things that guys are going to need to do on at Wingfoot to be able to score and and play well there. Uh, you know, some great champions there uh, at. At Wingfoot, um, besides my dad, um, Hale Irwin, uh, you're also looking at Fuzzy Zeller beating Greg Norman there in a playoff. Um, you're also, you know, a, as we talked about, Jeff Ogilvy, he chips on on what was it, the 17th hole to have a chance to to go on and win. Um, just some some good quality champions there at Wingfoot on a golf course that is probably one of the most difficult. Um, as far as a traditional setup of a U.S. Open venue,
3: you know what's interesting about that 2006, and that was a good description as well, Bob. You're right. Um, Jim Furick was another one that finished runner yeah. up, yeah, to Jeff Ogilvy. So you got Furyk, Mickelson, and Monty all finishing stroke back of Jeff, Jeff Ogilvy, and I guess Furyk's kind of the forgotten one in in that whole mix uh, because of uh, the, I guess the spotlight that was on monty i mean monty never did win on the pga tour no i mean it's phenomenal he never did win a major championship and this guy was absolutely dominant in Ryder cup play
2: yes no doubt and and especially playing on the european tour and monty was right in the middle of the fairway on the 18th hole with an opportunity to hit i think it was seven or eight iron iron, into that green and have a chance to win that golf tournament with a par right Yeah, Yeah, with the par, and he came up short. He came up short, hit a a poor shot, came up short, and uh, ended up, you know, like you said, finishing second.
3: Ryan Moore won the U.S. Amateur there in 2004. In 1997, Davis Love third picked up the PGA Championship uh, by five strokes over Justin Leonard, and that was certainly a memorable one with the rainbow going across and Davis's dad had passed, all that kind of stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, 1984, he mentioned Fuzzy Zeller. Um, in 1980, Roberto de Fasenzo uh, won the U.S. Senior Open. And you mm-hmm. mentioned Hill Irwin in 74, um, Billy Casper in 59. Also, Betsy Rawls won there, uh, the U.S. Women's Open back in 1957. Dick Chapman, the U.S. Amateur in 1940. And Bobby Jones, as an amateur, won the U.S. Open there in 1929. So that's wow. a bit of history there for, um, for Wingfoot, for sure. So as far as U.S. Opens are concerned... It's Bobby Jones, Billy Casper, Hale Irwin, Fuzzy Zeller, and Jeff Ogilvy. Just so you would expect.
2: What What's really <laughs> cool is you know you and I have both had an opportunity to play there. I've played there um, my, myself. Um, I think now four times. What's really cool is to walk down that hallway and see how they have the different sections for each of their champions there, and and information about uh, the event and what happened and scorecards and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool to see that history uh, when when you're there in the clubhouse.
3: No doubt about it. And so we always look forward to returning there. It's a special place, a special uh, certainly for the Casper family, and that'll be a special one for us as well. We'll look forward to that. Uh, you did mention at the beginning of the show that your two favorite events, all happening mm-hmm. in the same year, the Masters, of course, kicking things off for the major season, and then – bookending the year with the Ryder cup. Interesting. The Ryder cup will be played a month after the tour championship. So, you know, that, that, that is interesting on this uh, compacted schedule as well. They're, they're not worried about the Ryder cup, uh, having a trouble drawing fans or eyeballs during the middle of football season. That thing stands on its own.
2: Yes, it does. Uh, It's, it's the consummate team competition um, You know, we just came off the President's Cup. The President's Cup is great, but you know where it gets serious <laughs> is the Ryder Cup. It's almost like, you know, the the European squad, it, it they're feeling with their team and camaraderie and everything is kind of like what we feel like when we go to the President's Cup. You know, we've got the we've got the chip on our shoulder. We think we're no we're going in. We th- we know we're going to win. Yeah, that's kind of what you got the swagger. Yeah, the swagger and that's kind of how the Europeans come into the Ryder Cup. They figured it out um and they've they've dominated. And um you know, we had we had one a few years back where that we won, but still um, well look, we them, won the
3: last time it was on US soil. Yes, and
2: that's And I think correct. that's
3: what the US team has to focus on here is we're coming back home. We did it before. We did it in
2: Minnesota, we can do it in Wisconsin. Exactly. And and so um that's that's the the whole gist of the thing is that we're back on us soil this is a golf course that's that's interesting because we've had pga championships there and it's been european winners that have won um so it you know does this golf course give us an advantage or um does it give the europeans an advantage it's it's more of a linksy style golf course it's more of a a point-to-point style golf course um but you know we it, just it's a great match punked. play
3: golf course. It's great. It's going to be phenomenal for match it play. Is. There's no, there's no question. And by the way, VJ not European, so don't give it all to the Europeans. Oh, that's team. true. That's um, true. But okay, so you basically got a month off after the Tour Championship. Europe is coming in with a dominating seventeen and a half, ten and a half drumming of the U.S. in France two years ago. What will Captain Stricker's team look like? You know, will, will Jordan Spieth return to team play? Will Phil qualify? Yeah. Uh, how about Patrick Reed? Do you pick him if he fails to qualify? Negative. Hundred uh, percent. Yes. 100%. Okay. Uh yep. and then what will Team Europe look like? We'll talk about all this. We're out of time for this segment. We'll continue this discussion uh coming up next. But thanks for joining us. Ryder Cup, Masters, Wingfoot. Oh, this is going to be a great time. Plus TPC Harding Park got a major on the West Coast. Yep. That's always good as well. Thanks for joining us. 2020s looks to be outstanding. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio.
2: I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified.
3: Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Or nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
5: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All
3: right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Man, hour number one has flown by. I really appreciate Jeff Babino for stopping by. Good discussions on Ryder Cup, on the major championship venues, some players to watch. We'll get into some more of that coming up on the back nine, as well as welcome in America's favorite caddy. Uh, man, there, there's just so much to get to. 2020 shaping up to be one of those years. Can't wait. Buckle up, as I said in the beginning, and i uh, got to credit my good buddy Craig Bowlerjack for that one. But the roaring 20s are underway. Hour number two is next.